Hello, this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 16th episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. The Clutter Chronicles podcast is an ongoing conversation with Mary, who describes herself as a recovering hoarder. Mary lets me ask her anything I want to help me understand how she got here and how she's going about her recovery process. Last time, we got Mary's perspective on the Hoarders TV show. In today's conversation, we discuss how she stopped the inflow of stuff into her home by addressing her compulsive shopping habit. Also on deck, will she or won't she? Is Mary ready to let me into her home yet? Hey, Mary. Hello. This is Lori, and I have been enjoying our conversation so much. We never seem to run out of things to talk mm-hmm. about, and you're sharing about your path, literally, mm-hmm. through <laughs> your stuff, and figuring out what it means to you and how you can let go, and the freedom that you're finding in that. And you mentioned in our last conversation that you were able to stop compulsively shopping. Mm-hmm. And we haven't touched on that at all. Mm. We've touched on your letting go, and that seems to be a very large piece of this. Mm-hmm. But it would mean nothing if you weren't stopping the flow in. Right. And you have stopped the flow in, mm-hmm. and I want to hear more about that. Mm. How did that happen? Mm. That was really tough. Um especially driving by garage sales <laughs> because there was always this, oh my gosh, what if that one thing that I need is there? The possibilities. Yeah, the possibilities of what treasures are, what are they throwing out? So that comes to responsibility that uh-huh. I don't have, right? Right, the ecological, yep. save the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I would literally... I could I could often drive by the garage sale and keep going, and other times I would turn around, and then I'd still keep going. I like literally like I'm fighting myself. I want to go to this garage sale, and once in a while I'd slip up and I'd say, "Well, I can go to one," and then I'd buy a whole bunch of crap I don't need. So it would prove to me, no, you can't be trusted. You can't be going to these garage sales, and I certainly can't go to state sales, and. Um, I would say um, I was successful at uh, at that um, up to about 90%. And then once in a while, I'd trip up. So did you make a decision, mm-hmm. a conscious decision? Mm-hmm. How did you get to the that point? Well, um, this was shortly after I closed the store and we put everything in storage. And I had the the real visual that I have too much stuff. And the real, reality that I'm not, I don't have a store anymore. And the fact that any money I put into more stuff is just more stuff. It's not going to turn into any great money. I'm not going to, I'm gonna, not going to um, change it around. And so I, I almost needed like a tangible, visible see Mary, this isn't working. Anyone else might have been able to do that in their head, but apparently I had to be walking around in a packed house, have a packed um, 
storage locker and have my stuff stored various places for me to get that I had too much stuff. And I did not realize how much shopping was part of my life, like daily. Mm-hmm. And I felt so empty for a long, long time. I felt very uncomfortable with who I was because I wasn't shopping. It was a weird, weird thing. And I remember thinking, what do I do with myself if I don't shop? What else? What other interests do I have? Do I have any interests? You know, what's life about? I mean, isn't that silly? But I, it was, it, if, if you recall, I talked about how when I was sad, I'd shop. When I was procrastinating about studying in college, I shopped. This is something I've done my whole life, is I would go shopping. Give me a sense in your adult years. Let's not go um, further back than that. But give me a sense in your adult years how that would fit into your day. Where would you go? When would you go? Mm -hmm. What would you buy? Um, Mm -hmm. And was this daily? Mm -hmm. Um. Often, okay, so let's say I have an hour lunch. Um, if, I, if I worked in a mall, the lunch would be either I forget to eat because I went shopping, or I ate real quick, but my whole, like the whole first four hours before lunch, I'm thinking about shopping. I'm thinking about, I remember I worked at a mall downtown and there was like a, a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx. I couldn't wait to go down there. I'd have 15-minute breaks and I'd go down there. Hmm. So it was something I always, always wanted to know what I could find down there. Mm-hmm. And those those shops are more intriguing than a regular department store because, of course, they're on sale or they're deals. But there's also that digging and looking for treasures, which right. was appealing to me. And there's this, see how cool I am? I found this treasure and I would come back to work and I'd say, look what I found, you know. I I had, I had no clue how ridiculous I looked from other point. You know, everyone would be like, you shopped again, you know. Mm. And I was always buying um, stuff for me, but I also enjoyed buying gifts. So I would, you know, find the perfect gift for people, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just an excuse to shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes, maybe I found the perfect thing. Truth is, no one needs anything. I mean, they need food, they need water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beyond that. And um, so it kind of consumed my thoughts. It was my drug. Mm-hmm. How, how can I make my life less painful? I'm going to go buy this cool thing or that cute thing. And I dreamt a lot. You know, like the things I bought, sometimes I buy baby books. You know, I don't have a baby, <laughs> but, but books for a baby. Oh, okay. You know, or um, art books. I want to learn how to draw. Oh, I'd like to learn how to draw someday. Oh, I'd like to learn how to do crochet. I'd like to do anything. I'd like to learn to fly an airplane. What? What? I mean, that's endless. Mm-hmm. And it's this make-believe and pretending or believing I could be someone other than who I am. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so it it was a big thing 
And um, I remember, this is a sad, sad um, commentary on me, my part, but I remember I had this little parakeet that loved me. And I remember saying, I'll be back as I go shopping. <laughs> and the parakeet just wants to be with me. He's mm-hmm. been, you know, home alone all day. I've been at work. I come home and then I go shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, no time for you. And um, I th- I think I, I recognize that a lot with pets that come and go. And it's really kind of interesting because my rabbits, I ended up having two of them for 13 years. Rabbits usually don't live longer than six. So this is kind of a long Mm -hmm. time. And um, my first rabbit I got, because my friend who was a teacher got the bunny, and then um, I ended up taking over care. So I figured out that I had a rabbit in my life for 20 years. I had four rabbits, you know, but... They alternated lives, whatever. So for 20 years, I've had rabbits. And when they died, it was kind of a realization of how much time I didn't spend with them because I was shopping or I was rearranging the house so I could do things, fit more in the house. How much wasted time was about stuff, getting it in my house, or rearranging it, or enjoying it, or decorating, and not about life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it it's a, it's, a, it's it's terrible to think of that, and think of how many times I've could could have gone and you know pet my rabbits and played with them, but no, I have to go shopping. Mm-hmm. So it just it really it consumed me for so long that when I stopped and I I cold turkeyed, I had to cold turkey. I just said no more. I can't, I can't be trusted. If I go into a shop, I will buy something I do not need. Um, and I would say it took me about six months to get used to that. That is impressive. Cold turkey? Mm-hmm. How did you fill your time? Uh, I don't know. I think that's when I started working on getting rid of my crap. Okay. So I started putting my energy... I started recognizing um, things about myself and about how I felt when I ate certain foods and started realizing certain foods I shouldn't be eating and Mm -hmm. started really uh, without meaning to. It wasn't like I said, I'm going to do a self-improvement program. I started improving myself Mm -hmm. and um, recognizing uh, things I was taking for granted, my health and um, just putting my energy into better things. To your current rabbit? Do you have a current rabbit? I don't. Okay. Um, well, to my husband. <laughs> He's my rabbit. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. he was... And, you know, keep in mind, when I was doing this, is always to run from darkness, run from whatever. So, um, you know, my mom being sick, my mom dying, um, closing my store. All those are triggers, but what's really interesting is those are the biggest triggers, and that's right when I did the cold turkey of shopping. So I probably saved myself from a lot more that I would be trying to get mm-hmm. rid of today because <laughs> those would have been a, a prime time to go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so are you feeling dark feelings now? 
like instead of avoiding them oh you you processing through um i think what's happened it's kind of a chicken or egg i don't know what helps what Mm -hmm. but as i'm letting go i'm feeling more free and feeling more certain of myself and as i'm healing i'm not needing as much so i'm more free so i when i changed my diet um it changed everything i i got off my antidepressants and i i started feeling so good that i i had never felt that way before and i realized that i had been feeling depression my whole life if not 20 years of it my whole life but especially the last 20 years mm-hmm. And when you don't know what it is to feel good, you don't realize what you're missing. Right. And um, that's what's kept me in check. So I would say there have been days where I've had some setbacks, where I'm frustrated with myself, or I feel defeated. But I can pull myself out of it pretty easily now. And it's not these days and weeks of of just darkness. Mm-hmm. So since, um, I would say, I would say at least in the last six to eight years, I have not had full fledged depression. I've had it lurking. It's waiting. Mm-hmm. If I don't take care of myself, it can, it could easily, you know, get me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's been, it's been, that part's been kind of conquered, mm-hmm. or at least at bay. Mm-hmm. So when normal everyday anxiety shows up, mm-hmm. as it does for a lot of us, mm-hmm. what do you do with that now? Well, okay, I used to, I used to cry and worry and take it all on as my responsibility, and the trick is to say. I'm not in charge. Are you worried about you're going to talk about the God thing? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that hesitation. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do like a warning. Explicit God talk (laughs) coming ahead. Mary's worried about turning people off. So that's, that has helped you. Yes. The the zap by the Holy Spirit, having a connection has, um, has made a That's difference made for a you. difference because here's the deal. Um, I'm offending God by worrying. Mm. It's not. It's it's not up to me. And if I really believe that that He's there, um, He's got it under control. And and the whole, and the more I hold on to it, the less He can do for me. So I have to just let it go. And so there have you know there was a there was a time. Like, especially taking care of my dad. I mean, it's a sad thing to see your dad get old and forgetful and confused. And I used to get in the car and just bawl all the way home after taking care of him. And then when all this happened, I'd get in the car, I'd start to bawl. I'm like, why am I bawling? Lord, it's up to you. (laughs) I'm letting it go. Mm -hmm. And um, it's... That's that's what's been carrying me. He's been carrying me. <laughs> that is so dramatic. 
And that's not going to be everyone's path. No. But that's your path. Right. And I want you to continue to feel really open um, to share how you... I'm just very cautious about it because I know that there were times in my life when I wouldn't have been anyway interested in that to hear that and then you'd miss I'd miss out on other things right and so so I guess I just don't want to say anything that would um make it look like um I don't know how to explain it Mm -hmm. but it is pretty powerful and it should be talked about but at the same time I want to be cognizant of of I don't know Uncomfortable, uncomfortable um, reaction, right? Or making people feel uncomfortable, right? You are not telling anyone else how to proceed. <laughs> you are sharing your yeah. experience, yeah. and I think, I think most people can hear someone else's journey without feeling judged okay. if that's not right. their path through. Um, so. I really, really do appreciate your sensitivity because you're right. It can be a turnoff, and that's the last thing you want to do. That is mm-hmm. not why we're talking, mm-hmm. so that you can turn off a bunch of people. Right. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I'm just, I am wowed by how you were able to make a cold turkey decision to stop the incoming um, in a habit that had been developed over many, many years. So that has been a a big portion of your success. Yeah. Is to stop that. And what's interesting about that is that I didn't realize how big it was. I mean I I kinda thought, well, nothing else should fit in this house and nothing else should come in here, but I didn't realize what a life um change that was. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's like if you do, it's kind of like if you can somehow in, in the midst of your life make one good step, it can lead to the next good step. And because of that, blindly deciding, I got to quit. I got to quit bringing anything in. Nothing can come in. Um, that led to me recognizing, oh, my gosh, you know, when I eat this food, I don't feel you know, it's like I had other things like that weren't, it's like it was occupying my brain, so I couldn't right. think. So it's kind of like the biggest suggestion is take do the next good thing. Mm-hmm. You started it to occupy your brain. Right. On purpose. <laughs> right, right. Oh, right. And now exactly. you don't want it to occupy your brain. Yeah. And it allowed other in. Right. Very astute. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> Today. Uh, well, um, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get my stuff down to the basement so that everything that this foolishness that I have is in the basement only and that upstairs is all usable space. And um, I've cleaned out the spare bedroom, which is supposed to be my husband's office, um, several times. But every time I do, 
he doesn't use the space and then I just take over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what I, what I term it is the buck stops here. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that. And I have most of my quote unquote foolishness downstairs. And my goal is to, um, honor the rooms for what they're supposed to mm. be mm-hmm. upstairs. And I'm really, really close to it. You are. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when do I get to come over? What is the goal that you will have reached when I get to come over and see your space? Is it this could be foolishness it. downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. Foolishness downstairs, living upstairs. Okay. Yeah. And you're really close. Yeah, I am. I've, I've never thought I'd ever get this close. I've, I've, I've dreamt it like dreamt about it and thought about it and thinking, Oh, I can do this. And then I just get defeated. Mm -hmm. And what that means is there's some items that can't go downstairs just because they're family pictures and heirlooms from my dad's and they can't be out in the garage. So they're in the living room, but they're, but I've dwindled it. So there would still be some clutter upstairs, but the, that versus what, we're used to is going to be night and day. Mm-hmm. And if I could just be consistent, because my husband's seen me clean the house before, and he sees what I can do, but it just doesn't last. It literally does not last more than 10 minutes. Literally 10 yes. minutes. Yep. Let's say someone came, like the furnace repair guy came. As soon as he's gone, I have to pull it all back out. Right, because that's been the fake. Right, it's the fake. Mm-hmm. It's So... Um, we live in a small house, and I have a lot of stuff. Not a good combo. And um, I've maintained our bedroom relatively well. Not great. But to the point where it's like the only room that really has been utilized properly. And um, with this new shift in stuff... The space has changed. Like when I when I remove those purses, all of a sudden I have all this space, so I could put other things there. Now, granted, I should probably get rid of those other things, but for now, I just need things to calm down, and then I can tackle them again. It's 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 this constant opening up stuff and making noise, and then closing them down to shut them up. And right now, I'm closing everything down because I'm I'm preparing for the next step, which is to have all the f- all the foolishness downstairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So moving things that you will ultimately get rid of, mm-hmm. but you're going to work on them right. downstairs right. so that you can live in the space upstairs and enjoy and taste the, f- the freedom right. that that brings you. To, right. I would say, give you energy to go back down right. to the dragon. Because I think that... This stuff is pummeling me at all times. Mm-hmm. Every room you go in, there's something that's yelling at you. And if it was just um, everything where it's supposed to be, which it can be, it's it's a doable thing now, which I couldn't have said mm. maybe two weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. So if I can just put things where they're supposed to be and anything that doesn't belong, go downstairs or out in the garage, one of those two places, then... Uh, if the rule, and I make these rules and I stick with them. So the rule is once I get all the foolishness downstairs, it's got to remain downstairs. If I'm preparing for, uh, uh, you know, to bring it in for an appointment to sell, 
it can come up, but only for the day before or whatever. And he's fine with that. Mm-hmm. But it has to have a, a pathway of where it's going. And I can't bring anything more in the house to work on until I get rid of what I have in the house already. And this segues to another thing. Um, if it's nice on Friday, I'm my biggest goal is to put as much as I possibly can in his truck that's going to go to Goodwill. Everything. Because this is... Okay, one beautiful thing about Minnesota is we have terrible weather. And when you have impending doom... <laughs> You work differently. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be a point where I'm not going to open it up that garage door. Our garage is separate from our house, so we can easily not go in there all winter. And um, I need to prepare it for the winter, and I also want to do the last push. And there is a new thrift stop that's, shop that's opening in our town that I want to give this stuff to. And I've been waiting for them to collect it. And they're starting on Friday. So my goal is to just boom, boom, put it in the garage. I mean, in the, in the, from the garage to the truck and get it there all in one day. Oh, wow. The stars have aligned to open up a thrift <laughs> store in your town in this two-week period yep. where you're ready to give things yep. up. I cannot yep. believe how... <laughs> See how it all works? <laughs> how it's just unfolding once you've decided. Yeah. Oh, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about being excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's like I can visualize it, Uh and it doesn't doesn't have the the big gremlins attached Mm -hmm. to it. So So that's my goals. Wow. Okay, so stuff is in the garage that's going in. Does that mean you get to park in your garage, or is that never, never Um, land for this winter? It's... it it's more of a possibility than it's ever been, but probably not. Probably. And if we do get a vehicle in there, it's going to probably be the truck, just so that we can freely move on the on the driveway mm-hmm. and not be shuffling cars. Because right now we have three vehicles on the driveway, so there's always one that has to move for the other. Right. So um, it it's kind of a pipe dream. So I'm not discounting it until the first snow, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. It's what's nice about having the pipe dream is it might make me do stuff that I might think is more likely impossible. So I will do crazy things with this impending doom of mm-hmm. the weather coming. Your rules work for you. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Yeah, they. It's, it's little tricks. But what's uh-huh. funny is that I create the rules and then uh-huh. I, I I follow them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. We've talked about this. You're on to yourself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yay. Okay, so that's just a couple days away. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to have to connect okay. next week then and okay. see how much. And then maybe that's time for you to come over. Maybe. And just that's so... another impending doom, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than winter! <laughs> oh my god! Does anyone else get to come in after me? I'm not trying to set up a f- another, a, a different level of fake, like the, mm-hmm. the furnace repair fake, mm-hmm. and then the me come over fake, mm-hmm. but no one else. So will other people get to come over? I too? have people who want to, and I've just been, like, like in a happy moment, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, no, there's no way I'm letting them over here. And um, I have to, I have to, I have to just do it. 
so my my invitation will go along with other people's It'll invitations. It'll pave the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It I, won't be some island of okay. That was this level no. of clearing, and now I have and, to wait. And you've already set the requirements that it can't be just a stash. You right. want to see it as is, and that's what I'm doing. And that's what's interesting is I'm so excited about this new transition that I'm I'm ahead of myself. I'm doing things that are out of order. Like I should have been preparing for that appointment, but I was cleaning the house, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just because I'm so excited about it. So, Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I will prepare for the, uh, house to look good for us with the idea that the repairman might be coming and that, um, my husband would appreciate uh, upstairs. That's good. And the impending doom. So we have all these things that are going to force me to keep active. Okay. Good. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Yay. And that ends today's Chronicle. Thank you for listening, for being part of this conversation, and supporting our work. We really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, help us get the word out by telling others about our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ClutterCron, as well as on our Patreon site. It isn't a show without the music and engineering magic of Michael Koppelman. Find out more on his website at lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E dot com. We hope to see you again to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.